Bandwidth for Erotic Awakening is provided by The Floating World. Wonderful presenters, wonderful volunteers, representatives of the Northeast's finest community groups, a fantastic fetish market, and the largest indoor play space you've ever seen. Head on out to New Jersey for The Floating World, August 16th, 17th, and 18th. Thefloatingworld.org. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about how to build a nice, strong, solid foundation to run out there and be a hedonist. Ooh. And also, we have a question <laughs> of the day that has to do with uh, power exchange relationships, navigating into and out of that power exchange space. And we actually get asked that a lot. So, And, and we should probably mention the reason that we're going with the hedonistic kind of view. <laughs> we should. We could. Because we both woke up after having naughty dreams. <laughs> that was kind of interesting. When I said, so how was your sleep? honey and you yes. said i had some naughty dreams and i'm like well go figure so did i <laughs> and the interesting thing i don't know about your naughty dreams i don't know if we had the same naughty dreams mm, yet oh that'd be interesting my naughty dreams were based on actually um and this makes them I, I don't know if i should feel guilty about this but part of it was i was cheating on somebody's spouse Ooh. i had uh the the one person i was having sex with her partner never had sex with her so i was going to have sex <gasps> with her but uh we did it in a in an unethical way in this dream oh. unfortunately unfortunately so i was gonna say there's probably opportunities to fulfill that <laughs> the, well the, ethically and, and unethically right. there's plenty of opportunities to fulfill matter of fact the weird thing is there's more and this is where we will come back to our topic the found you know building that foundation to mm-hmm. have a in this case we'll say a, a hedonistic a pleasure seeking mm-hmm. uh life in that there's a lot of opportunities, weirdly enough, to unethically oh, yeah. have sex with people, right? Yep. There's plenty of people there that are willing to cheat on their partners. Mm-hmm. What we're going to be talking about today is we don't want to cheat on our partners. I want to have a foundation, a relationship strong enough to handle the idea that I can say to you, hey, Dawn, wife of my last <laughs> 14. 12, 14 years, <laughs> um, I just meant Susie Q. I want to go bonker. Uh-huh. And for you to say, oh, boy, that's fun, fantastic. Can I watch? Or, hey, I feel a little funny about that. Can we talk about it? See, and my dream was is that you were with another person. And I walked into the room and went, oh, you're with somebody else. And you just kind of crooked your finger and said, come here. (laughs) Oh, I like your dream. I want to show you something. Come on in. (laughs) So the the funny thing is, I think uh, last night going to bed, I was thinking, you know, here we've been in a... uh, power exchange relationship for the last 12 years master slave write books about it and we should mm-hmm. do a wake up this morning and do a nice leathery master slave podcast but unfortunately or fortunately <laughs> the uh, uh i don't know sex dream fairies came to visit both of us last night i'm surprised we, we didn't wake up 
Hey, you sure I didn't climb on top of you last night? Because that was the second dream. <laughs> I think you would have felt that. Would have remembered. Would have remembered. <laughs> I think. I hope. So uh, that's what we got coming up. Uh, I do want to mention um, right nice and early into the podcast that we have a brand new sponsor. We Very do. much appreciate Yay. that. Uh, Smitten Kitten. Very happy to have them on board as a new sponsor of the podcast. And it's poking around on their website a little bit, smittenkittenonline.com. It's really neat. They're, the sex toys just barely scratch the surface of what they're about. They have events out there. They have sections for different sexuality types. You just get that feel instead of it being one of those one, you know, one of the hundred of other websites out there that sell sex toys. This is more of, it feels like more of a resource for the community than it does somebody just trying to sell you cheap shit from overseas. Uh, they have, of course, they have a section for men, section for women, but they also have a section for transgender people, for example, which nice. just kind of gives it a feel that this is something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I had a wonderful conversation with the woman that runs Smitten Kitten over there about what Erotic Awakening is about and what her store is about. And mm -hmm. it's neat to have um, to bring on a sponsor that kind of reflects the values that we have for our, the continuing educational mission of Erotic Awakening and a retailer that has a similar mission. So that's really neat for us. Fabulous. So check out smittenkittenonline.com for more info about that. Welcome aboard. Yay. <laughs> So let's knock you out that question of the day, navigating into and out of the MS space. I think, if my understanding, you tell me if I'm wrong, my understanding of the question is as we go through, and you and I used to have to do this quite a lot, mm -hmm. as we go through our day-to-day -day business, you and I are in a 24-7 power exchange relationship. We use the terminology master-slave, and sometimes you have to go when in the old days, you would have had to go to PTA meetings. Right. And we used to work together. Mm -hmm. And perhaps in our working together, we would be in the same meeting at the same time. In corporate America. In corporate not America. Not just our oh, yeah, yeah, event yeah, group. Yeah, yeah. It was corporate America. <laughs> um, and it, you have busy days out in the real world and you come home or you go visit parents or the kids come over or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you maintain... So what, what is, is the question getting into and out of or keeping that low level of MS running all the time? Well, that's why I get confused with the question because we were just asked this a couple of times recently. We've been doing a lot of traveling and a lot of people writing us in. And, you know, the question is, is how do you navigate in and out of MS space? And like I said, where we are right now, the question is confusing because it's like you don't. You know, mm -hmm. that, that's usually my answer. You don't. You're always in or should, you know, if, if you're 24 seven, you should always be in a low level MS sort of energy. You know, it doesn't have to be high protocol and things like that. But then I go back to the beginning, like you sure. said, where we got started and it was kind of a in out thing. We didn't realize there was a low level going on. And it felt like when we were at work, we were not power exchange. And when we got home, we were. And you know, just because we weren't sensitive to that, like I said, that low-level mm -hmm. foundation that we were building. So for us to get from that low-level slash none to the high protocol that we wanted that we really thrived in at home, we actually did rituals. Mm -hmm. So, And that's usually the first thing that I, I tell people. First, I tell them, look, you really do have a low-level MS all the time when you're 24 seven, because it's in your brain. Okay. I'm at a PTA meeting, but 
what would Master do in this situation? Right. Or what could I do that would make Master proud of me? Or, you know, in the old days, I would have chewed out the vice principal and just taken the consequences. Ooh, now I have to go home and tell my master I just chewed out the vice principal for no good reason except he hurt my feelings. Sure. The, the relationship that uh, that I have with Bat is a wonderful example of that. Mm-hmm. You know, Bat is uh, in my collar, not somebody that lives with us. Right. But is in my collar 24-7. And she does that same sort of, um, you know, should I... And we, Podcast listeners said that Bat recently broke her ankle. You know, should I go ahead and muscle on up these steps, even though I've got a broken ankle? What mm-hmm. would Master say if I if I tell him later that's what I did? Right. And it's funny to hear to as we've progressed in the relationship, Bat doesn't even think if I tell him later. Oh, it's when I tell right. him later. Where there's right. the assumption that mm-hmm. it's the appropriate thing to do and helps her make decisions. So to your point. I do agree that there is, as your the, the challenge is, right, because in the beginning of the relationship, it was all grab my hair and bend me mm. over and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, make me do this. And every re- question must be responded to with a nice, clear yes, master from a kneeling position sort of thing. As the relationship goes on and on, there's a lot less of that direct harsh core fantasy looking interaction mm-hmm. and it's more of a hey did you pick up the laundry mm-hmm. um, but we did build this low level power exchange and part of it is recognizing the way that making helping to navigate in and out of these power exchange space is to recognize that there's always a level of power exchange right. there right as you were saying also for us as you mentioned ritual very oh, helpful yeah. To do something like to bring you in and have you kneel by my chair when we both get off work and just hang out there for a minute or two. And, mm-hmm. um, and just, breathe, yeah, just breathe into that space. I mean, when we got home from work, literally the kids would meet us at the door, you know, be with me, be with me, pay attention, pay right, attention. Right, right. And we'd be like, no, <laughs> 10 minutes. We need 10 minutes to get into our head space. And the kids learned to give them that 10 minutes because things would be so much more pleasant in the evening. And we'd go into our room and take off all the electronics. That was the day of pagers and phones mm-hmm. and, you know, so take everything off. And then, yeah, kneel at your feet. And you would either put my collar on, my, my big heavy leather collar on for just a minute or two, or your hands around my throat or your hand in my hair. Or I would just sit there and kneel, kneel for you and we would just gaze at each other and just kind of breathe and just let that, let that, mantle (laughs) drape us you know of master and slave and then you know the heart calms down it's kind of a little meditative and we walk out into our world yeah and another ritual idea and you know maybe that's not appropriate for you maybe Mm -hmm. you can't get away from the kids for the first 10 minutes when you get home maybe there's some other reason you can't Mm -hmm. do that very simple as master and slave as whatever power exchange dynamic you're in go to a store doesn't matter what store I don't care mm-hmm. and buy a cup together mm-hmm. simple cup drinking glass okay come home and say that is the drinking glass and you set that aside and every time when you guys are together at the very beginning of when you're together Ooh. the very first thing that the slave is going to do is go get that drinking glass fill it with some beverage of the master mistress's choosing and bring it over and present it to him mm-hmm. doesn't have to be super stylized you could do it in front of grandma you can do it at you know with that, regardless of what else is going around there, the significance to you guys, though, you guys know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You guys recognize the significance, right? It's the cup. 
It is the serving of a beverage and include a little bit of eye contact and you get that immediate reconnection that reminder of oh yeah we have something special going yeah but absolutely make the eye contact absolutely be mindful you know don't Mm -hmm. just let it be another chore so and make that contact and you know what we did recently it's um you know we do a lot of the presenting now and a lot of um being in event space and a lot of um opportunity to be in our power exchange dynamic things like that but we have been doing it for so long, and being a co-presenter with you, sometimes I need just a little bit more to really get into that headspace, mm-hmm. and I don't know that I'm really explaining that right, because we've always got a low to a medium level, you know, sort of energy going. Yeah, but so you have days that are more stressful mm-hmm. than normal, where there's other things going on. Exactly. So we just bought, or you just bought me the slave bracelets. Mm-hmm. Love them, you know. I I love having my collar on during events, but we just did a a mast meeting, and instead of putting my collar on, you put on these heavy, heavy, beautiful steel slave bracelets that I can't take off myself. And then you left. (laughs) So it was so awesome because they're clinking and they just remind me of it. And I can, I really just sunk into that headspace while you were gone, while I'm at a mast meeting. And then I had to go to Dairy Queen. (laughs) on the way home so I can't get these bracelets off so I'm still wearing them so it's kind of like a okay I wonder what they're going to think All right, it's just a chick driving through with metal bracelets on (laughs) so hopefully that's what they thought hopefully that's what they thought or maybe that's not hopefully that's not what they thought maybe they went home and had naughty dreams too (laughs) it could be it could be so that's not something we usually do so uh, we so don't the, try to scare the scare the scare the normals. No. Scare the, the normals. No. So that is the question of the day. If you would like to ask us a question of the day, you can head over to Dan and or uh, toss an email to Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Mm-hmm. Or go to the got comment form on the webpage at eroticawakening.com. We also uh, have a FetLife group called Erotic Awakening. You can check out any of those. Indeed. So, and we always love to hear from people. So, and we have a um, subscriber mailing list as well. So, I try to get something out once a month that lets you know. Uh, Dan and I are involved in so many projects that we don't get to mention them all on the podcast sometimes. So, the mailing list is a way of keeping in touch as well. And we'll talk about different places we're going, where we've been, um, different books that are coming out, the Power Exchange Summit, the Erotic Awakening Kink. Kink starter cards, you know, just a bunch of this and that. So, and other little tidbits if if we come across anything interesting. So, and you can sign up for that on the website. I think it's on the first page when you log into the website. So, www.eroticawakening.com. And uh, new subscribers to that newsletter include, and this is really interesting, again, the international flair. Uh-huh. Uh, Toy Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From New Zealand. From New Zealand. I bet it's Toy Boy NZ for New Zealand. Sure. <laughs> NZ, New Zealand. Okay, yeah, you're right. That's pretty obvious. <laughs> Professor Peter from the UK. And M, spelled E-M, from Southern California. So. I like how people um, specify whether they're from Southern California or Northern California. <laughs> really interesting. I don't know what that's about. I don't know. Well, I'm from Central Ohio. Well, there you go. O-H. <laughs> I-O. <laughs> Doesn't really have the ring of California, though, <laughs> no, unfortunately. No, not at all. Um, so that's that. That is that. So, but you know what? We've got some shout-outs. We actually did um, Purple Rose Society up in Akron over the weekend. Sensual spanking class Sensual that we did. Sensual spanking class. That sucked. 
You know why that sucked? <laughs> I thought <laughs> I love the class when, was very good, personally. You thought the class was very good. Great people, great turnout. I bet there was about 40, 45 people crammed in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. And um, But I say it sucks because I blew out my leg that day, so blew out my knee. So Master said no about me being the demo bottom because I couldn't kneel. I couldn't put any pressure on it. Just sitting on the table beside him while we were presenting and trying to swing my legs just... Yeah, very painful. So thank you to everybody else that donated your bottoms for the sensual spanking demo. I ended up spanking a lot of strangers. You did. You did. And someone even took the hard part, which is what I usually do at the end. So you were able to mm-hmm. to show a couple of different examples on her, which are a little harder than the beginning demo bottoms. I believe uh, uh, at some point she said something like, is that all you got? And her master said... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Really, when you're being spanked by someone saying, is that all you got, is probably not a really great thing to say. <laughs> no. At least in this case, it well, actually, ended up turning into fun for me, so what the hell. Um, well, while we were at PRS, we saw, oh, yes, yes, yes. We saw Rady Ho. Sure. And I'm always afraid of mispronouncing his name, but really nice guy. And then Iroh. Kind of looks like that as well. Iroh. So, <laughs> we have, you guys are having hard names for us this early in the morning today. <laughs> and then uh, Nick and Christy. Nick and Christy. Which Yay. those nice easy names for us to yes, say. Yes, indeed. Uh, so, but yeah, it was really neat. And of course, we always dig that when people like Iroh come up and say, "Hey, you don't know me, but I know you from the podcast. It's nice to meet you." Uh huh. Um, and and Radio um, came up. Radio came up to me and said, "So, what would you think of the tentacle link?" And I'm like, oh, which one did you send me? <laughs> and he said, it was the one where the, the tentacle guy was just like, but I just want a hug. <laughs> and then he let me know that was a whole comic strip. So I may have to go back and look at the whole comic strip. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. And then speaking of tentacle links, <laughs> Chip, the tentacle guy, sent another link. So actually he said he's got another picture, but it's on his old hard drive. So he's going to look it up and send it to me. That is very courteous of him to find you some That's tentacle porn. That's very dedicated to say, yes. on wanting to be top one tentacle guy. I, you know, the only downside about this <clears throat> is I feel like at this point, like people like Fat Master who used to send you a lot of tentacle porn, I think they're like, oh, fuck it. Chip's probably sent her that one already. I'm not sitting. But. Well, I feel like having a contest because you like food on boobs. Right. So I thought about going on Fet Life last night and I fell asleep instead. Sorry. But uh, I felt like just doing a little contest of food on boobs. Let's see what kind of food on boobs we can get. I mean, uh, is it Shan Wow mm-hmm. that sent you the paleo one last time? But let's see what else we can it's get. It's really, really funny if you're brand new podcast listeners hearing that. Food on boobs? What is that? <laughs> and it's, unfortunately, literally, <laughs> food on boobs. The last one was a steak. <laughs> yes. Uh, a steak on a pair of breasts. That's just, what else does a guy want? I don't know. I don't know. Cupcakes. <clears throat> on breast, sure. On breast. It's Ooh. funny because, and really, it's not just a matter of, <laughs> Sorry. that was an interesting look. Yes, I just had an idea, but go ahead. No, no, I want to hear your idea now. No, because I'm thinking I can have a contest. But we also have a photo group that meets <laughs> at my space. We could have the topic be food on boobs. Ooh, I can take you lots of pictures. That can take you lots of pictures. She takes good pictures. That's a lot of food and a lot of boobs. It is. Mr. Malaprop could take pictures. He takes good pictures. He takes wonderful <laughs> pictures. Before we get into the actual topic of the day, though, we do have to mention... Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Coming up, the brand new Dominance Roundtable on April 27th 
uh, April 22nd at 7 p.m. in Columbus, Ohio. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Awesome. And that is awesome. a brand new group that uh, Adventures in Sexuality is putting out there. And, mm-hmm. uh, and between myself and Barrick and the other people, we're going to say, the hell with you submissive roundtables. <laughs> We've got our own roundtable. Awesome. We'll probably awesome. sit up there and play poker all night. Oh, that'd no, be it, though. <laughs> so, but I always love the idea of the roundtables. So I'll be picking up the, the slave chats or whatever it's renamed after I finish my degree in May and after the Power Exchange Summit. So come June, we'll have both a dominant roundtable and a submissive roundtable again. And there's still the switch roundtable going on. So... I highly, highly recommend roundtables. It's awesome to just get into face-to-face yeah. talking about there's stuff. This, this, uh, so there's this thing called FetLife out there, and it's all fine and dandy. And it's a great way you can ask questions of complete strangers and stuff like that, which is fine. Uh, but like you said, there's nothing that really compares that to sitting with a group of people, of like-minded people, mm-hmm. and having the conversation with them. Because, um, one, you get a lot less dickhead flavors i was just thinking of that (laughs) Um, and it's really you know there's it just carries a lot more power when you say how do i do so and so to have somebody else be able to sitting across from you saying well i had the same situation here's how i did so and so Mm -hmm. Uh, then you know randomly posting around on fetlife or one of the other message forms so i agree with you they are good things absolutely hopefully the dominance roundtable will go well i hope so i hope so so Oh man! All right. How was the? Did you enjoy? Which did you prefer, the Butterfinger or the Caramel Pecan Cheesecake Fudge? I like the Caramel Pecan Cheesecake Fudge. So yay! Uh, we have uh, we had mentioned uh, some time ago. We went to uh, an, an event in Edmonton, Canada, mm-hmm. Lupercalia, one of our Lupercalia. favorite events of all time. <laughs> um, and we got and we won some Phil's fudge in one of the auctions. Yes. And now Phil is sending us fudge. And so mm-hmm. we said you're now the official fudge sponsor of the podcast. Uh, so we we got our random fudges, our butterfinger and caramel pecan cheesecake fudges. And it's yum yum yum. We just slice up a little bit every night and have a little nibble. <laughs> so uh, if you would like to see us kept in fudge, head over to Phil's Fudge Factory. Yeah. Just Google that. Just Google that. So. Or get your own damn fudge. <laughs> <laughs> or come over here and try the fudge. I don't Ooh, care one way or the other. That works, too. Uh, the other thing I want to mention before we get into the uh, actual um, topic yes, is... Yes, there is a topic. Yes. <laughs> Long-time <laughs> listeners are quite expect <laughs> it takes us this much rambling to get to the actual topic. Uh, two little quick things. Clayton actually won a contest that we didn't even know that we were going to do by listening to the end of the podcast... Uh, we just kept talking and talking after the music was going, and he kept listening. So he said, if anybody's <laughs> listening, this the funny thing is a lot of people listened all the way I to the know. end. I know. I was surprised. Yeah. So, but we opened up the prize drawer and came up with something random mm-hmm. and mailed it to him. <laughs> and we did, and he said he was quite uh, happy to get it and was going to use it. And it was low-key enough that he's going to pull it out with his poly friends. Ooh. <laughs> It, so from it, sa- it sounds like they're not like kinky poly friends, but it was a low key enough gift to where he could share it with them. So maybe they will become his kinky poly friends. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> the, the step from poly friends to orgy friends isn't too far sometimes. <laughs> and uh, that would actually make a good podcast too. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and uh, finally, I do want to mention that I was uh, poking around on the iTunes the other day, and why is it? I wonder. And if you listeners are 
perhaps you've uh, put out a piece of artwork somewhere or written a book or shared a poem uh-huh. or like Dawn and I, maybe you've written a book or two or maybe you run an event, any of these things, right? And right. if you get 50 people saying, oh my God, that was fantastic. That was the greatest poem I've ever heard or your art makes me cry or I read your book and it spoke to my heart. Mm-hmm. And then you see the one comment that says, yeah, it's kind of boring. They really just <laughs> ramble on and on. They're all involved in their own voices. They don't give a shit. You know my personality, don't yes. you? <laughs> so uh, I would ask old podcast listeners, if you head over to the pod, to the iTunes and rate us out there, that would be uh, wonderful. And uh, because we do focus on the one instead of the 50 sometimes. Um, you can also... Uh, Tweet about us or lick us on Facebook and tell your friends. We appreciate all that shit. Absolutely. All right. Topic? Topic. So the interesting thing is not too long ago, I did a, uh, the keynote, or we did the keynote at um, Madtown Mad Kingfest. Mm-hmm. Another wonderful event. And we were talking about eating the orange. And in yes. eating the orange, it's about, we go to these events sometimes, and we have lots of opportunities Mm -hmm. to do things. And I am as guilty of this as anyone else, where somebody will come up and say, hey, do you want to play? Do you want to do something? I've had been very fortunate in my life. I've had uh, a number of people come up to me and say, do you want to fuck? And sometimes it's just because we're podcasters and we're event presenters and event promoters. And Mm -hmm. I think people get that little star fuck thing going. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's because people genuinely find you attractive and they want to spend time with you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I say, yeah, yeah. And sometimes I say, <laughs> nah, I don't really want to. Mm-hmm. And the reason sometimes, and I will have to tell you, the reason sometimes I don't want to is because it has an impact on our relationship. Mm-hmm. In that we have agreements and rules and contracts and stuff and not so much the contract but the agreements and we were talking right. about this earlier right that if you don want to have sex with uh Susie q and billy bob then <laughs> we have the kind of relationship that says yep you should go have sex with them mm-hmm. but there are things that you have to do yes and there is the fact that the next day you're going to wake up with me yes and building that relationship. So, and God, I know there's people, I'm going to get groans when I say Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> but there's a lot of people out there that have read the book and said, wow, I want that. Mm-hmm. I want a relationship where I can get everything that I want. Yes. That I can go for the extreme sexy stuff. So today, you know, what we want to talk about is how is it that our relationship can handle you sleeping with Billy Bob mm-hmm. and me telling you I just met Mary Lou and man does she <laughs> do it for me or maybe you just met Lou <laughs> or Lou for that matter um, or for that matter when we were talking earlier I told you I had a sex dream the, this morning uh-huh. and it didn't you, you know you never gave me the snake neck and said well it better been about me oh yeah <laughs> as a matter of fact your sex dream clearly did not star you at all which is interesting. I'm sure there's some Freudians out there writing Probably shit down right so. now. So how do you build that foundation to... And there's probably two layers of conversation here for yourself and for your relationship. Mm-hmm. To allow yourself to be to pursue a hedonistic lifestyle. And in this case, we don't mean the 
pure hedonistic lifestyle that you may associate with that you were saying maybe people associate the word with hedonism to say I'm going to quit my job I'm not going to have any responsibilities it's going to be pleasure all the time yeah and that's usually how I hear that word used when it's like oh my god you're a hedonist or you know I'm a hedonist how do I fix it or you know things like that people see it really negative well that's when it's taken to that extreme sure so and um, but you know I do want to mention something before I forget when we're talking about personally and as a relationship, mm-hmm. right? You know, having this type type of lifestyle. I had someone recently say, you know, I'm in I'm in my marriage and I would like to bring that into my marriage and yes. I want to talk to my husband about this and I brought it up and he said no no no, and so now I don't know what to do. And I think that's what inspired like, my dream. By I think the way. that's what inspired well, mine too. Actually, <laughs> does this person listen to the podcast? Uh huh. Huh? Does this person listen to the podcast? No. Okay, go on. Not yet. <laughs> but um, they, uh, you know, so I'm explaining about mine and your relationship. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, you know that Dan and I are kind of freaky. You know, this is a person that's very vanilla, actually. And I'm like, and we've got this power exchange thing built. And we have, we're an open relationship. We're non-monogamous. We're actually poly. And I didn't go a lot into the poly because it didn't seem like what she was looking for, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I'm like... And I, I almost felt guilty writing to her about what we have because I didn't want her to be so envious that she was upset because I'm, I'm writing it and going, you know, if I want to be with somebody else, I just go talk to Dan. You know, we've got rules in place. If I want to go do this, if I want to go to a swing club, if I want to have a new boyfriend, if I want to do all of this, I just ask Dan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and vice versa. So, and it really felt like, wow, we have really built this powerful thing that people do literally only dream of or yeah. don't know how to get into. So. And it's not that we're, you and I, we're not experts at it. We're, we, would not make good, <laughs> we would not make good swingers, I don't think. No, uh, I don't think in so. That, and we know people like Mr. and Mrs. Swap Fu, who yes. we've rec- uh, interviewed on the podcast. We know mm-hmm. a variety of people who this is just such a completely not big deal. Mm -hmm. But one of the challenges for you and I, I think, is that we don't have uh, disconnected sex or physical sex, right? right? Normally, when we have an interaction with somebody, it's because they attract us more than just physically. Mm -hmm. So, and that's just for us, not Mm -hmm. right or wrong. So what is one of the key things that allows... A relationship, and well, you know, we'll personalize it about our relationship that allows you, Dawn, mm-hmm. to be okay with the fact. And you know, there's a good example of this. We don't talk about it often, so we'll wait till we're on the podcast, right? <laughs> I assume that you will guess that it, since I've been with Karen for about six years now, I assume you guess I probably have sex with her on occasion. Yeah, I kind of imagine so. <laughs> do you picture it or do you imagine it? Um, Let's well, move on. You, yeah, no, I do not have visuals in my head of it uh-huh. because it's not. Um, if I knew, this is really weird. If I knew they got off on me picturing this, or you two <laughs> got off on me picturing right. this, I'd picture the hell out of it. Oh yeah. oh yeah. But I think actually Karen would feel wonky if she thought me thinking about the two of you together. So uh-huh. I kind of don't. So, yeah, I, so and that's, I guess that. that's really, yeah. But what's one of the things that allows you for be, be a long-term relationship like I have with Karen or mm-hmm. the occasional... Hookup? Well, <laughs> and really, so here's another divergence for this conversation is the emotional aspect versus the physical aspect. But we'll start with this. How okay. is it that you can allow Dan to run around and have sex with people that are not you? 
because I know Dan's coming home, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll share the experience together. So like I said, Karen's a little different. You're not going to come home and give me details about that. You know, we, we kind of know that's going on and, you know, not good or bad. It's, it's the relationship. Whereas if you went out with somebody else, you would come home and I'd go, well, you know, are you going to give me details? And you would look at me and go, do you really want details? Because sometimes we still have that maybe she do- really doesn't want to know when she's uh-huh. going to get upset. But, um, no, I get off on the details. Right. So I like being involved like that. And it's all hot and wet. And <laughs> Part of it to me is the um, attitude of I'm okay, you're okay, regardless of what fetishes that mm-hmm. we have. Um, it's easy for you to bring some your stories home mm-hmm. because I have a fetish about listening to you, right. your stories. You right. know, if you go off and have sex with somebody else, you're enhancing our sex life. Mm-hmm. I, I need re- to remember that. Yes. Listen, listen. <laughs> I need to remember that. <laughs> so, dear podcast listeners, if you'd like to help our sex life, that listen our- was to you guys, not to me. <laughs> um. I'm reminded of a couple that we met at GLLA last year mm-hmm. where they were struggling a little bit with that, uh, but they had found their balance with she wanted to do X. Right. And his kink was Y. So their kinks were not aligned, but their kinks were uh, balancing out because he liked to hear about X. Right. He liked to be involved in X. So you, we ended up, I had a wonderful scene with her that he got to watch, mm-hmm. right? And um, that was a lot of fun for both of them. Fantastic scene, too. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm totally heartbroken that you haven't written me again, by the way, dear. <laughs> um, but that was totally about eating the orange. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because we don't always play at events. So, and then they asked, and we figured out, oh, we could do this and this. And I got to watch too, and I got to sit next to him while he was watching. So I was able to pick up on his energy. And it was just a, it was, it was pretty. Pretty spectacular. So what are the things that we do is we don't necessarily do them. And your preference, I believe, is to mm-hmm. not do it apart. Right. And and in Swingland, they talk about same... Are we going to have um, same sex... I'm sorry, same room... They never talk about same sex no. in Swingland, unless it's <laughs> girls. Uh, are we going to have room sex in the same room? That's one style of swinging. Or sex in separate rooms is a different style of swinging, mm-hmm. right? And I would lean toward, and so it's not so much that, but your preference to be involved is being involved with. So, for example, if I was going to go meet Susie Q in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and you weren't going, right? Mm-hmm. But to be involved in the, okay, let's sit down with the calendar and find a spot that works well. Right. Let's, uh, oh, here's where we're staying. Here's what we're doing in general, mm-hmm. right? I may not give you a blow-by-blow, because and mm-hmm. the problem, a lot of times I don't know. Right. But... You like to be involved in my life. It's, I think one of the things that makes it challenging and certainly wonky for you is when, oh, I've got this external relationship, so you don't get to hear nothing about it. You don't get to know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I like to be involved and, you know, and, and just, I don't know, I like to be involved. And, and that's just part of, part of my thing. So really works for me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've built this foundation and sometimes we'll talk. I know sometimes we'll talk like during our presentations and, you know, it may seem like we're like, whoo, 
we've made it to this side, you know, and everything's great and everything. And no, we've, we've had our road bumps along the way. We did some work to get here. Mm-hmm. So um, when we first got together, we very much wanted this sort of lifestyle, you know, the eating of the orange and meeting new people and experiencing this and doing that and, you know, and just, just really getting out there and just having a lot of fun. And then we tried our first experience and, ooh, there's a little pang of jealousy. What the hell is that? That's not supposed to be on board. Right. We've, we've got this beautiful utopia in, in oh, front yeah. of us. Why, why is there a ping of jealousy? You know, we've talked this through. So, and then we would have to work on that. And then something else would come up and we'd work on that. And we just decided not to say no and not to quit. You know, there, there was a, a way that we wanted to live on, on the other side. And it very much is about embracing experiences and embracing, you know, just the joy of being with other people. Yeah, and that's a great point. I think part of this then is that having that statement of intent to start with mm-hmm. is having that idea of, you know, when you hit jealousy, when you hit those pangs and such to come back, to be able to come back to the idea of, wait a minute, I want to, this is the lifestyle I've chosen. Mm-hmm. I want to be that person that be, accepts other people's fetishes, right? Accepts yes. my partner's kink because it's an expression of themselves and love them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, or to say, ex- accepts, you know, my own kink. Right. Right. And I want to be that person. So when it gets wonky, when it gets challenging to come back and say to that statement of intent, you know, for myself, it's a matter of, you know, at this point, being 47 years old, if I suddenly decide that I want, you know, my kink is oriental women. And this mm-hmm. only comes up because I heard some podcast about oriental women kink. I didn't know that it was a real kink, but it is. <laughs> it was either. You know, I don't want to be shamed or... You know, say, oh, boy, well, I can't do that. That'll never be, you know, I want to say, look, I'm 47 years old. If that's my kink, I want to be able to bring it to you and say, hey, Don, you're not an oriental woman, but that's my thing right now. Uh I want to go explore that kink. Um, Or if it's something, and, you know, and I hate to say that it's not uh, always external to the relationship things, right? The hedonism aspect can be part of your primary relationship. And even so for our monogamous friends, I help you to be hedonist as well as I hope you know mm-hmm. um, it's a matter of a lot of it so one of the foundational aspects is the confidence that your partner is on the same trip that you are on the same journey that you are it doesn't have to be the same kink or fetish mm-hmm. but they are on a journey of supporting you as their partner through life be it even if it's a fetish or a kink that may not appeal to them mm-hmm. or it's a fetish and that doesn't mean you have to not be monogamous anymore right right if you told me you had a, a, tentacles is a wonderful example, right? <laughs> it's got nothing to do with any other people. Right. It's about you and me. Right. Because there are no tentacle guys out there I can say go sleep with that I'm aware of. Right. But are you jealous of people sending me links and pictures and making contact? Not at all. But Some guys it, would be. But keep it out of the you know, external people, okay. even if it's right. only you going off and okay. checking out all this tentacle stuff, right? Uh-huh. Um, that I, even though I don't get it. I'm not a, I understand logically where it comes from, but I don't get it. Right. Supporting that that's your thing. Doesn't have to be my thing. I don't have to judge it. It's not right, wrong, good, bad. That I can support you in your desire to have tentacle rape by <laughs> alien beasties. Um, even if it never happens, right? To, to just not shut you down. Even if it's something that I find, boy, I, don't, I really don't, you know, want to see that kind of stuff. Like, for example, 
currently in my life, uh-huh. I'm not into watching a lot of boy-on-boy porn. Right. If you really dug, man, I love watching boy-on-boy porn, I can certainly say, okay, baby, let me make space for that to happen for you. Um <laughs> Schedule nights when I'm not home. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll support you. But it's not a resistance. It's not a because it's icky, you know, because you're icky. You right. know, I'm going to be out of the house because you're icky and you want to do this. Instead, it's the emotion, it's, it's, the, it's the supportive of, you know, I really can't watch that, but I want you to have your own space and just, right. you know, just be awesome with it. And, and, you know, and here you go. So it's that whole, you know, energetic, like you said, of supporting things and, you know, and, and being brave enough to bring up fantasies. And know that other person's not going to give you that, what the fuck look. Right. <laughs> you know, I've got fantasies in my head where I like that I can bring them up to you, like the tentacles. And you may get, you may give me that, ooh, I really don't get that. So, But let's make it happen. You know, just about any fantasy that I could bring up or you could bring up, we would actually look at it, see if it's something that we want to make real or leave in our heads as fantasy, which is okay with some things, and then see if we can make it happen. Mm-hmm. So I just, I kind of like that. I more than kind of like that. <laughs> no, it's, and it's, it's quite nice, actually, for our relationship. Yeah, I mean, I woke up this morning going, you know, after that dream, I'm kind of thinking swing club tonight. Even if it's just so people can watch us. You know, that whole energy. Yeah. And, to, and to not get my, my husband, my master, to give me that look of, what the fuck are you talking about? Instead, I get the look of, hmm, do we have the time for that? Right. <laughs> and, you know, part of it is building that. Again, we go back to the, the trust in the relationship that, you know, you can say, hey, I feel like getting freaky. Let's go to the swing club tonight. And if I said, nah, I'm not digging it, uh-huh. th- that's not a big deal either. Right. It's not that I'm shutting you down. It's that that particular activity doesn't work for me today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no different for me than if... Like when you watch, uh, what's that show you're watching now? Eureka. Eureka. Yes. Not my favorite show. I don't. I prefer not to watch it. Uh huh. So if you're watching Eureka, I find something else to do. Right. If you watch gay porn, I'll find something else to do. Mm-hmm. If you want to go to a swing club, and I want to go to the swing club, we'll, we'll go to the swing club. If I'm not feeling it, and you're not really deeply, you know, oh, I really need to go tonight. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Then then we don't go. It's not a big deal. We'll go deal. play card game instead. Yeah. Or so. we'll fuck at home. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're allowed to do that. Or we'll go fuck it at the room. Yes. <laughs> awesome. We find ways around it. So to us, though, it is about eating the orange. You know? You know, when, when we talk about that, explain what that means a little bit. So, well, I know we ex- explained a little bit about it before, but it, it's, it is about, you know, not just looking at it. And, and uh, you explain it so much better, but it's someone asks you what the orange is and you could try to explain it. But what I get from, from, from your little story is don't just look at it. Don't just smell it. Right. Peel it open and actually taste it and see what it tastes like. Sure. You know, now it may be that I'm not into oranges that night. You know, there, there could be some stuff that I can say no to, but at least give it a thought and give it a taste and give it a lick and then say, oh, no, I don't really like it. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, does that make sense at all? Absolutely. Because I know um, some people think hedonists that they have to try everything and they're not allowed to say no. Right. 
And I do say no to some things. There are some things that, I, you know, if someone come up to me and says, hey, do you want to fuck? I may say no for whatever reason. I'll say it pleasantly. But it's always in the back of my head. Is this an opportunity to eat the orange? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Something you know, new. The uh, interesting part about this is that one of the, the key, found, you know, one of the foundations that we've built, that we rest all of this on, mm-hmm. is... There are some non-negotiable aspects of our relationship, yes. right? For example, if it does involve things between you and I, um, we have some foundational stuff that we keep in mind. If it involves other people, you know, for example, we have very clear uh, safer sex protocols. Oh, absolutely. We have very clear communication protocols. Mm-hmm. We have very clear after the fact, if it doesn't go well. Mm-hmm rights to have discussions about it yes uh, we have very cl- so that's the, those kind of foundational things that really help us to build so it's not like the eating the orange the hedonism means anything goes it's mm-hmm. far from that mm-hmm. it's respect the relationship mm-hmm. and anything goes right build the foundation so that anything can go right you know the transparency the communication and you know in most things we're going to say communicate 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 and be honest you know, be honest with yourself, like you were saying before. Be honest with your partner and have fun. I will go to go back in time for a little bit. Uh, Karen has a partner named C. Mm-hmm. And when Karen and C started to started together, uh, I found that a little challenging. And I did start picturing them having sex. Yeah. Not because either one of them found that erotic. And a matter of fact, I hope neither one of them is listening. <laughs> but eventually... You get away from the... And one of the, the challenges for myself was, what are you taking away from me? Mm-hmm. Right? Granted, we don't think it that way at first. But eventually to recognize that... And when I think about you having sex with someone else, it's hot. Mm-hmm. But the other aspect of it is, it's just a nice thing. You enjoy sex. Uh-huh. So why not be happy about that? Mm-hmm. You know, um, And for me, visualizing, creating that visualization over time became a very... Like picturing somebody getting a really nice foot rub or a massage or mm-hmm. any non-sexual activity that brought them joy. Mm-hmm. And you say to yourself, well, why is that a problem? Why is anyone's joy a problem for me? Mm-hmm. Unless I'm operating from a lack of abundance perspective, a oh, lack yeah. of what about, a low, a what about me perspective. Exactly. So, but that's that whole, um, uh, have to talk ourselves through. That's the whole logic and emotions not matching mm-hmm. up though, which we'll talk, you know, talk about sometimes, you know, logically it's like, why would I not want my partner to have joy as your little belly's going, Oh, because something's going on in here. And that's just a, a tool that that little tweak in the belly is just a little tool to look at so that you can decide joy is good yeah (laughs) i'll talk myself through this and you know like i said we do talk about the speed bumps but we've got a lot a lot a lot a lot of wonderful wonderful stories you know that we can tell a lot a lot a lot sorry to (laughs) sound like a dr seuss thing going on there i don't know (laughs) stories that we can tell from embracing this this whole pattern of joy and i like i said the phrase is eating the orange actually experiencing life and moving forward and trying different fantasies and you know living out different things that we've thought about and enjoying our time with other people and ourselves and yum yum indeed yum um yeah i think we're about done with that one i think so the the only other thing i want to throw on there i think i want to explore my voyeurist uh 
fetish. I just tried to set that up, and we got another stand-up. Yeah, I know. Stand-down, stand-up. They didn't show up. They didn't show up. Uh, interesting. I watch. You want to watch me watch somebody? No, I want to watch somebody. Oh, yes. With you. Uh, the very interesting thing is I have a problem going to swing clubs and watching other people, even though that's why they're there. Yeah. It feels rude to feels watch somebody rude. uninvited, even though it's clearly, if you're there at a swing club in public, you're expecting to be watched. Well, as, ex- as exhibitionists that goes to swing clubs so that we can be watched, yes, I want people to watch me. And it feels rude when they don't watch. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ooh, so, so with, that whole, ooh, with that whole idea in mind, you want to watch somebody? Let's put a call out so that we can watch somebody. Uh, Were you being subtle? I'm being really upfront. Yes, <laughs> clearly. We better wrap this thing up. Hey. Join Dan and Dawn at Power Exchange Summit, May 24th, 25th, 26th. It's all about relationships. It is. And we've got world-class presenters coming in. So come and join us at Columbus, Ohio on Memorial Day weekend. We've got Master Z, Mistress Jen, Casey Cunningham, Jack Ranella, and more and more and more. Come and, join us. As well as Dan and Don, Barrett and Sheba, Amber the Rope Slut, and many other people famous from the podcast that really actually do exist. Yes. We'll have to prove it. Indeed. www.powerexchangesummit.org. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn.